This is William Tinkup, and we are broadcasting live from Transform in Vegas at the Greenhouse booth. I have Shannon Pritchard on from Hire Easy, and we'll do introductions first. While we do introductions, tell us a little about yourself. All right. I'm Shannon Pritchett. I'm the head of marketing and community for Hire Easy. I live near you in Texas, uh-huh. and I've been in this industry for 10 plus years. Oh, yeah. The plus. The plus. I like what you did there. Yep. 10 plus. Just one plus. No, no. Just, just, <laughs> it wasn't a double plus. <laughs> no. just, Not yet. You know, at one point, this is, this is a funny deal. At one point, you stopped mentioning years. You just stop. You're like, eh, we're good. It's irrelevant. It's, <laughs> I don't really need to tell you about how many years. Actually, I'm embarrassed by how many years I've been doing this. Yeah. So, um, and what does Hire Easy do? We are an outbound recruiting platform. Okay. And tell us what that is. Yeah. So, for those that don't know. Yeah. So, we have a large database, about 900 million candidates. We plug in directly to your ATS, make it really easy for you to source your current database of candidates, and then our external database as well. So, if you're looking to consolidate your tech stack or simply source your ATS, Come to us. We'll help oh, that's out. that's fantastic. Yeah. And uh, let's see, that's about a billion people. That's about one-seventh of the population of the world. That's uh, a lot of people in there. It's a lot of people. Yeah. It's a lot of people. That is fantastic. Integrations with ATSs, you're integrated with everybody, right? Yeah, two-way, 80-plus um, ATS integrations. Same with CRMs. Um, oh, cool. Yeah, we got it all. So, and we don't just do sourcing. We do engagement as well. Right. So, again, we really want to help consolidate the tech stack, save uh, hiring teams money, and really allow people to excel what they're good at. That's what everybody in this room wants is less tools. Less tools. Isn't it crazy? Yes. Isn't it crazy? Yep. You walk up to them, I just want less tools. I know. Like, I understand. I get yeah. it. I get it. Some of it's budget, but most of it's I just want less tools. But you don't need a lot, right? Right. right. Less is more. Yeah. Well, it is a bit of a, of overbloat of technology. I know. Right? So let's talk a little DEI. The first thing we want to do is talk about what do you think we're doing well? And over the last couple of years, we won't go back to the 40s or anything like that, but just over the last couple of years, like what are you proud of or what do you look at and go, okay, we've made strides here. I like this. It's a really good question. I think one of the main things we've done a really nice job of is creating awareness. So the branding has been really on point in terms of D&I, right? right. Uh, the business case is there. We know why we need it. Uh, people know it's they need to do it. Um, so I, I think overall, that's something we've really progressed in, um, you know, and I think that needs to come first. So we're there. So with Hire Easy, if, if I can remember correctly, if people are trying to source we'll do on the sourcing side and they're trying to find a specific, let's say they just need more women engineers. Yeah. Okay. Can, can they target folks? Mm-hmm. It's a click of a button. So we have uh, several different DEI filters right. uh, that allows you to focus on a specific underrepresented population within our system. And then again, we can layer that on top of your uh, applicant tracking system as well. We, so it allows you to get very targeted with your search. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Do, you, do you ever foresee, this is kind of a joke, by the way, do you ever foresee kind of a white Caucasian male filter that, 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 that ultimately we get so far, it might be 100 years, you get so far one way, it's like, we actually have to recruit white men. Yeah. No, absolutely. Because um, if I'm looking for like William Tincup within there, <laughs> I'll just click on the senior filter and there you are. <laughs> just joking. Sorry. No, no. 
he's the a member. Plus, plus. He's he's a member of ARP. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, hey, but you know, ageism is a real thing, so that's it fair. Is, yeah, right. Over sixty-five, done, got it. Yeah. Um, joking aside, that that actually is really great because people can do targeted searches, mm-hmm. and again, if they feel recognize that they have a a a problem, which is part of it, and they know that they need to do something, talking is great, but actually being able to use technology to then go and talk to that group of people yeah that's fantastic yeah we're, we're a technology that likes to make it easy for you to have more empowerment in your search so if we can make it easy for you to find that underrepresented talent then that's what those filters are for so love it okay yeah. let's do the reverse over the last couple of years what have we not done well or what would you like to see more movement or more progress etc i don't think we've moved the needle yeah to be quite honest i think these uh, the pandemic slash the recessions, um, the uncertain economy, you know, that just, that actually sets us back. It stalled us. You know, it really does. You see a lot of women leave the workforce, um, you know, with the amount of layoffs that, that are happening, you know, that makes it harder for someone who's underrepresented to, to find work. Right. And again, they're going against a, a population that's generally going to get the job more than them statistically. Right. So I think that's working against us. And I think that's where we've, we've kind of failed is the execution piece of it. Right. Um, and we I feel lost our momentum. We, we definitely, I think it was so strong in 2018 and 19. It was. Um, you know, well, gender me, parity was the big topic of conversation then. Me too, love is love, Black Lives Matter, like all these things mm-hmm. coalesced into some great conversation. George Floyd, all of a sudden we saw someone get murdered. It's like, we, we got to do something. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a truism. Like everyone felt the same thing. Right. And then global pandemic, recession, or whatever economic thing that we're in right now, it's pause. It does. And I've, I mean, DEI professionals have had several on, on the show, and they felt it. Like yeah. Budgets have been reduced. Expectations have increased. Mm-hmm. Crazy. Budgets have been reduced. It's like, okay, well, you know, we need to be actually doing more, yeah. not less mm-hmm. right now. So I, I feel that. And, and people point the finger. They look at companies who have strong DEI values, and they point the figure when that company fails or they have a layoff and they say, well, it's because you right. did this way, you know? And I think that's where we are now as a society. Right. It's that, you know, you look for reasons not to include certain populations. Right. And so it definitely works against us. It's a and screen out. It is. Yeah. You're absolutely right. Mm, that's painful. So I was, I was really thinking about pay equity and the things that we were making strides in, in terms of equality, just, you know, when men and women, let's just make it simple. And I thought we were making, I felt like we were making strides. Mm-hmm. And like, you don't hear the conversation as much now. You don't. Like, that's crazy to me. And, and it, it can't be getting better Mm-mm. if we're not talking about it. It just can't. Yeah, exactly. Right? Okay, so measurement. If we look at DI from a perspective of like, okay, how are we doing on our journey? What, what should we be looking at? Like, what do you consider success? Because you talk to, you know, hundreds of thousands of clients. So, like, what is success? Success is going to look different with every single organization. And I think what needs to be said is ultimately the best candidate needs to get the job first. Right. Um, but second, you need to make sure there's fair representation. Um, you know, the same statistics that I've been working off of are still true today. Yep. If there's one underrepresented candidate in a slate of four, which is 25% or less, right. that candidate has a 0% chance of getting a job. 100%. Right? Yeah. So, but You've been doing this for a while. So you've seen plus, this. 
but, <laughs> but what we don't I just had see, to, I had to is, get it back in there. But yeah, yeah. I, I don't see um, TA departments. Um, you know, I, I think there's a lack of transparency between HR data and right. TA data. And second, I don't see a lot of TA teams actually measure the top of the funnel data to make sure that those candidates are being filtered Blowing appropriately. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, are you targeting? Is your inbound efforts reaching the percentage right. of population that you need to? Are you being like, are you targeting and messaging the right people and are you doing that correctly? Right. So I think there's a lack of transparency with HR sharing their data to those TA teams. And I think there's a lack of transparency with TA teams sharing that data back with HR. And with both of them not working together, how can you move that needle? So I've gotten in trouble uh, several times, uh-huh. but I got in trouble uh, one time because I thought I said you should tie sourcing's compensation mm-hmm. to DEI. So when you pass over five candidates, it's got to be five diverse, or you know, at least four of the five have to be diverse candidates. I like that. Now, the the folks that came back at me on that one was basically said, "Well, you're incentivizing them with a, with with good intentions, but you're incentivizing them to basically not think about who's capable." Like that was the counter argument. Was like, "Okay, where's capability in all of this?" Right. Like you're incentivizing the behavior. Okay, go really look in these different communities. Go talk in a way that they want to be heard, et cetera. Like, that's cool. And if comp's there, you know and I know that people are going to do it. Uh-huh. Right? So that's good. But the problem is they're going to do it and they're going to overlook. At least the counter argument to that was they're going to, they're going to skip competence and skills. I think recruiters already skip competency <laughs> and skills. So I, I, I can see people's point and why they would say that. And I respect that people would say that because right. at a bigger picture, they're probably right. I look at D&I as baking, right? Right. I can cook anything I want and throw some random ingredients and it will probably taste okay. But if I try to bake a cake, I don't put the right amount of sugar or the right amount of flour, it's going to taste awful. Right. right. And that's what DEI sourcing is. Right. Right. You have to have the right ingredients perfectly together for that to be an ultimate hire, for it to taste well. Right. And if you're not going to do that, you're not going to follow the steps needed, then you're not going to end up with the ideal situation. I like what you're, what you're doing there because you're thinking about the outcome. Uh, yeah. And I'm thinking about food. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, the future state. If you don't yeah. have an idea, a clear understanding or an idea of what you want as the future state, how, how right. can you navigate? And if HR is not sharing that data with you, how do you know what you're working against? Right. How do you know what you need to achieve? Um, I know a lot of sourcing teams because a lot of people use our product for D&I sourcing capabilities. Right. And I know a lot of sourcers that are in charge of that. But when I ask what numbers are they trying to achieve, they can't answer no. that. No. So how are you going to tie it back to them? So it's it, it does start with the recruiting and sourcing teams. But again, it's a lack of transparency. Oh, yeah. just, and I think because it's... We stopped talking about it. We stopped making it a priority. And we really don't know how to make an impact, right? Do you think on any level that it's because there's many different things that are going on? Like, like again, with we'll go back to Me Too for just a second. I'm like, I, I remember the first tweet, I remember Alyssa Milano's tweet. And in all of the things, now, my uh, understanding, at least at the time, was I was shocked that other people were shocked. Yeah. So as everything kind of happened, I'm like, I just assume everyone knew that this went on in Hollywood and Wall Street and Silicon Valley. Like, I'm shocked that you're shocked. Like, yeah. really? Like, that's why these guys take these jobs. Like, duh. Yeah. Harvey Weinstein, he's ugly. Like, <laughs> duh. This is this is what he's doing, right. right? But as I started to learn more about that, 
it's like okay that's that's part of it yes but but also getting into pay equity issues dealing with how do you actually be transparent about money yeah people doing like positions and not being paid the same that's just there has to be like zero tolerance for that but so that was making momentum. Like that was Mark Benioff and Salesforce. There was all kinds of stuff that was really going on. I was like, like really excited about this moving on. And then all of a sudden we got it into a couple other movements. We're all important. Love is love, Black Lives Matter, like all movements. But I'm, my fear is, is like, we have all these movements. Have we lost interest? Or are we over indexing in one and losing, uh, losing some attention in others? Yes and no. Okay. I, I think the voice of the minority is still being silenced. Oh, tell me. And so, you know, I'm going to relate this back to exactly what you said right. with uh, Me Too movement, right, for right. example. When I talk to female executives within our space or in the SaaS industry to begin with, right. um, we all have the same story. Yep. We all do. And it all goes back to how you are treated as a female executive within the company. And the overarching advice for us is to stay silent. And they, so... Are, do people... I'm, I'm such an idiot. Yeah. Do, do people actually tell you to stay silent? Or do they, yes. And it's not men. It's women. Alpha, alpha female. Alpha females. It, it, it's, it's a oh good, and it's a great advice for us to still make an impact without, without creating a scene, so to speak. Right. So there's that still underlying message. And if you can, so when I see- I'm glad you arrived, shush. It, right, right, yeah. But wow, it, it's, and it's like, it, and it's, this is the advice that we give to each other. And, and so it's like, and it's like, it's with good intentions. It's not like, okay, we're being treated this way. We need to stay silent. Right. It's, we need to work our asses off right. to let double. that shine At and least not, double. not yeah. be the token within the company that complained and got to your position. Right. So I see that. But also, the whole point of me bringing this up is because that adds on a lot of pressure 100%. to what we're doing. Because you already have to work twice as hard. Exactly. And, and, you know, as you get closer to the top too, you know, there's less and less people that support the fact that you are a minority in the space. Right. You know, I'm very glad I work. It's funny, throughout my entire career, it was always really important for me to work for a powerful female executive. Right. And those powerful female executives, I still meet with on a weekly basis. Right. Right. They become mentors and sponsors and right. friends. And, and I work for a, an Asian male now yep. who is, in, in my opinion, no different than a female executive. Right, he he his number one goal for me is is to get to that large CMO type space where I have that, and it's 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 really nice to have that support, but that doesn't mean when I don't talk to other people right. that that how they've right. advanced, yeah. you know, it's it's by staying silent, and it's and I don't know the correct answer. Um, I'm not an expert in this, you know. I don't know is do we need to stay silent? Do we continue to stay silent, or how does that work, you know? But it is every you know situation I've been in, and every situation I've I've run by people, and we've to have these conversations, or they've been in that situation, etc. The overarching thing is, yes, I've been there, yeah, and this is how you get over that. And so, so it's, it's kind of the thing that we still don't talk about. Oh no, not at yeah. all. No, I was at I think it was Erie, two thousand six or seven, somewhere in there, and uh, went out to dinner. It was like Marin and. Uh, Lori, it was about five women. Sarah, Ray, and it was about five different women. It was just me. Damn, great group. <laughs> and and so we're just sitting around having dinner, and uh, it's about 10, 
and their phones are all blowing up. Like my phone's just sitting on the table and like no, crickets, like mm-hmm. nothing's happening with my phone. Nothing. And their phones, all their phones are blowing up. I'm like, what's what's going on? And like a like a complete neophyte, I'm like, what's going on? Like, am I missing the party invites? Like, what's what's the bit? And they're like, oh, we're all being hit on. Yeah. I'm like, what? <laughs> what? Yeah. Do what? And they're like, oh yeah, married guys, vendors, practitioners, doesn't matter. Just married guys, they get to a conference and they think that, uh, you know what? Let me just throw some hooks out there and see who will, who will buy it. I'm like, no mm-hmm. way. That's crazy. And then they showed me their phones. Yeah. And they started scrolling through the things. I'm like, that's an, that's insane. Yeah. And and that was that long. I mean, that was what ten years ago or whatever. Like, that's not that much different now. No. It's unfortunate. It's In fact, yeah. I gave advice. I was at a, a party the first night, and uh, a, a, BD, a BDR that was there, great gal, new to the industry, came from the alcohol and spirits industry, mm. and uh, and I, I told her, uh, like it was just her and I and Sackett, and so I said, listen, do you, how do you, you want any unsolicited advice? And she goes, yeah. I said, okay, so. Take this for what it is and do whatever. You're you're really attractive. Go get a ring. Go get just a <laughs> fake ring. Just just go to a. It doesn't matter if it's got like a candy thing on top of it or whatever. Just ring go get off. a ring. Yeah. Because you're about to get hit on by everyone. Mm-hmm. And she's like, and she was blown away. And she goes, it wasn't that bad in the alcohol business. Oddly enough, and yeah. but I'm like, in the HR tech space, it's a thing. It, my, is, it is a thing. Yeah. My first uh, conference ever, Sherm National 2011. Yep. I was at the Monster yep. party with Natasha Benefield. They had just launched um, Benone, maybe? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Something yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. And um, <laughs> I was single, young, 50 pounds, skinnier, blonde, cute as can be. <laughs> and uh, I was with a couple of, I, I snuck my friend in who's you not still had your in swimmer, industry. That was your swimmer body. So, yeah, so it was my 20 year old, like, like, hey guys, what's up? There's photos. And there's Got our it. photos. Uh, Jock Rock, uh, Josh Rock was there. Uh, oh, Blair Height was there. It's just the four of us. And again, nobody knew who I was there. Right. Right. It's, I'm so young. And um, I remember this guy from, uh, I, I'm not going to name the company, but it doesn't exist yeah. anymore. Um, I was just sitting there getting a drink and all of a sudden out of the blue, I literally disappear from the scene. Guy shoves his tongue down my throat. Oh my God. Right. And and just starts like assaulting me, like in the front, like all these people. Right. And it was just like, it was just, and I said something about it on Twitter. Oh yeah. And and people don't realize, but that was like my first introduction to (laughs) this HR conference. At an HRM conference. Right. You would think they would be, I don't know. Uh, uh, behaved, but yeah. And I mean, I didn't know this guy. I, and the weirdest part was I actually ended up running in him again because he had sent me an email, not to like, it was not like to a, apologize. No, it was like to get business from uh, our company at the time. Oh yeah. No, yeah. That makes sense. And it was just like, I That's was like, a no. wow, this is the introduction to the space. And so that would, that was actually, if, if you remember my source con days, oh, yeah. that was a huge thing that was really important to me, making sure that conferences are a safe, safe. Place because you can you can control so much what happens from nine right. to five when the right, booths right, right, are up right, and everything, right. but when the alcohol starts flowing at the end and, and it stuff does. like that too. And yep. again, you are in a situation too. It's not only where that stuff happens. There's a double standard that falls back on the women, which yep. forces you again to stay silent. So I mean, and the whole point of me bringing that story up, which I, I don't think I've said publicly, but it's not a it's not a story I'm quiet about, 
is is it happens to everyone and you're still you know you're still silent, silent about it yeah, yeah. and it gets, insane. Gets nothing happens it's just that repeated circle so i've seen at a hr conference i've seen two different married couple people exchange hotel keys oh, i've seen that so many times it's awful in front of me yes. i'm like that's just i mean i yeah. need to take a shower because that happened I near know. me <laughs> Shannon, you're wonderful, A. You're wonderful. Thank you. And thank you for being on the show. Yes, it was great. All right, and we're out. Mm.